Hey friends, welcome to Aromatic Chat, the podcast that introduces you to registered, clinical, and certified aromatherapists around the world. Tune in every other week to hear from aromatherapists and to learn about their aromatic journeys and how they use essential oils in their lives and their businesses. I created this podcast so that you, my listener, can hear from, find, and connect with the aromatherapist that meets your holistic wellness needs. Aromatic Chat is produced by Lemon Balm Coaching. I'm your host, Melissa. I'm a holistic life coach and a registered aromatherapist. Okay, campers, rise and shine. And don't forget your booties because it's cold out there. Hey, friend, I couldn't help myself. Happy Groundhog Day and welcome to podcast episode number 41, Aromatic Chat with Colleen Thompson. Colleen has been involved in the aromatherapy community since 1996 and has built some amazing businesses utilizing her financial savvy, her get-her-done attitude, and her love for aromatherapy. I'm so glad that you've tuned in today to hear all about her aromatic journey. So let's get started. Hi, Colleen. Hi, Melissa. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Good. It's cold and pouring rain here, but. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. It's bright and sunny and, you know, trop- <laughs> tropical paradise here. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought as much. So <laughs> yes, it's a little chilly today. <laughs> oh, I love chilly. That's wonderful. Oh. It is. You can get cozy and yeah, yes. yeah, the fireplace on. Yeah. Yes. When we when we leave Guam, we're going to be retiring in East Tennessee. So we'll have seasons again. So I'm very excited about that. Is it warm there all the time? It is warm here all the time. We are less than a thousand miles from the equator. Oh, wow. And we're in the middle of the trade winds. So we've got the trade winds moving through all the time, keeping it warm here. The water temperature is like bath water. Really? Yes. Nice. So I'm not a big fan of the ocean, but when we go, it's not cold, which has been my experience with both the Atlantic and the Pacific. It's just cold. Yeah, it is. It's just been a weird shift and the culture is different, you know, even though it's still part of the United States. It's island culture, so it's a little bit different, very laid back, and yeah, which is good. Yeah, it is good. It is good. We need more of that in the world, actually. I think so. I was we were just talking about this yesterday in Bible study with all of the technological advances that we've made that are supposed to make our lives easier. Mm-hmm. All we do is fill that extra time with yeah. other things instead mm-hmm. of the relaxing and self-care and connection with others, connection with that, which is greater, whatever you choose to call that, which is greater. So mm-hmm. we just fill it with other things. We do. Yeah. And, just and usually stressful, up. stressful things. Cause we always have to keep up, but that's not why we're here today. No. <laughs> we're here to talk about you and everything you're doing in the aromatic world. Colleen, I'm so excited to talk with you. I did look at your website a little bit. I had no idea. No idea. (laughs) You're like this guru. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. That's awesome. Because I I didn't realize that it was a college that you owned. Yes. um, uh, Kelly and Applard and I are uh, Um, (sighs) co-partners. 
I started it uh, in 2012, and then uh, she joined me in 2019 um, as a full partner. We've been friends yes. for many, many years, and it just the timing was just right. So that's beautiful. Yeah. And then I, yeah. I scrolled down and saw that everybody get that membership to the Labaroma. Yes. Wow. Yeah. We were Labaroma's first school because I met Colleen at Botanica 2014, and she had just launched it. And I said, that's something I'd love to have for my students. So she allowed me to use my program for my students initially. Well, that was a hot mess because as soon as one person was on, if another person went on, they kicked that person up. So we learned very quickly that wasn't going to work very well. So we started uh, uh, including it in the tuition and then... It was it was optional um, if a person wanted to have it, and we subsidized it for them. And then in twenty, I think twenty seventeen, we made it mandatory uh, because I just found it so beneficial. It you know it, as far as the chemistry and the blending and all of that, it's just another person talking, another perspective, and I just found it so valuable. And um, so, yeah, so now it's it's mandatory and it's included in tuition. So that's amazing. Yeah. And that's a beautiful perspective that you brought up another person talking. Yeah. With another perspective. Yes. Yeah. So important. It is. It is. Yeah. And, you know, within our program, I don't know whether you noticed that, but excuse me, um, we have a couple of sort of experts in their field. So Madeline Kirchhoff and Ann Harmon, you know, and teaches hydrosols. Madeline teaches CO2 extracts and, you know, a few others as well uh, are teaching. Florian Berkmeyer and Kathy Skipper do a little part because they really come from that specific area of expertise. We could teach it, but not as well as they could teach it. So that's beautiful. uh, It's beautiful for us as well, because we get the benefit of, you know, having them offer their words of wisdom, you know, so it's, it really works all the way around and it's collaborative, you know, and I think that's what we need more of. And I see that happening. I think more and more in aromatherapy um, is we need to collaborate together, you know, Yeah, I agree. Because if you just have one person that you're listening to, one person that's teaching you, that's all you know. And that's really, that's not how aromatherapy works. Aromatherapy is so broad. There's so many tracts and uses and abilities and capabilities that if we're just listening, if I'm only listening to one person, I mean, that's all I know. And that's very narrow. It is very narrow. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why people seek, uh, you know, education after they graduate, they seek further education to get that. And uh, yeah. So what we tried to do with this program was, was to capture all of that within the program. So part of the master's program is three electives because we recommend that people specialize because just to be a, an aromatherapist, it's really difficult to make a living out of it, you know? So if you specialize in a certain area, then I think you have more chance of success. So, you know, we've got a teacher's program that's included in the tuition. And then there's a cosmeceuticals blending for cosmeceuticals is one of the electives. And then the other elective is site licensing, which is a big thing if somebody wants to produce, you know, a line of products. So it's how to site license in Canada, the US, the EU and Japan, which are the countries that mainly have the site licensing. If we could find more information from other countries, we'd include that as well. So they've got that. And then that gives them an idea of what they want to do. Of course, they have to continue education. There's no way you shouldn't do that, but they don't have to go now and try and 
figure out what do I have to take to get me to the point where I can be what I want to be. Mm-hmm. So um, that was one of the things we wanted to include. It's this is this is new to us. Um, we uh, launched our professional level last January, oh. and we'll we'll launch the master's level. It hasn't even launched yet. It launches on January first. So yeah, other than before that, we did a correspondence program and we would ship these huge manuals all over the world and they cost sometimes $300 to ship them, you know, to China or, you know, Australia or wherever. Uh So, and then they would be obsolete within a year or so because we'd want to revise it. So we realized finally we need to get online. (laughs) That's funny. My mom did correspondence for aromatherapy back in the early 90s. Oh, did she? Yes. Really? So you're following in her footsteps. Wow. She would get her book and she'd do all the work and send the book back with her test. And then <laughs> the next one would come. And yeah, <laughs> that's funny. So I'm glad that you brought up that you do um, Canada, US, mm-hmm. you yeah. and uh, that was one of my questions is uh, the college worldwide. We have students literally, I think, in almost every country of the world. It's funny because initially when when I started the program, it was, I would say it was 90% Canadians and 10% Americans because I was um, recognized by the AIA and NAHA. So I would get U.S. students as well. Um, and I would say now, we I think we're getting more people outside of Canada than we are within Canada now. The U.S. we have a lot, but we we also have a lot in Europe and Australia, New Zealand, Asia. And you sometimes you wonder, like, how did they even find us? You know, some people really do their due diligence and, you know, right. which is good. They ask a lot of questions because, you know, not every school is perfect for every person. But yeah, I've been pleasantly surprised that you know, we have had that reach. It's just one person tells another person. We we were putting something together today and we had to look at our um, what we paid uh, as far as advertising in the last two years. And I was shocked. Like we paid so little in advertising. We really need to, you know, look at bumping up our advertising, but we've still been okay. And I think it's just being out there. Kelly has brought a lot to the table because she's well known, just word of mouth. So... Well, and I was just thinking with your professional level and then your master's level going online in January, now would be a great, yeah, a great time to bump up your your marketing because this is a career field where you must continue and continuously educate yourself. You can't stop. Things are always changing. And yeah. how, do you, how do you guys market? We've just hired a marketing analyst. She gave us a workbook that we had to complete. So uh, I'm sure that this person is going to be um, telling us what and how to do it. So Well, that's why you hire a specialist like that. Yeah. Yeah. Please tell me. Please tell me what to do. I know. I know. Yeah. I just met with my coach, my business coach, and she's like, I'm going to stay on you about these things. I said, well, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I paid you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, and that's, that's a niche right there too. There are coaches. So you're a coach, um, you know, in aromatherapy in a way, really, that's something that we uh, are not covering in the program, but I think that's a really key area that we need more of because some people don't, they're not extroverts like you are, and they don't have the necessary, the context or even the confidence to, I've got all the education now. I've got what I need, but I, what do I do. I'm afraid or yes. What's the next step? So, so we've been talking about your college, but we haven't even mentioned the name. <laughs> it's Essence of Time College of Holistic Studies. 
I started Essence of Time in um, 1996, but it was all retail and wholesale uh, at that time. And then in 2012, I launched the program and I wanted it to be not just aromatherapy. So that's why it's Essence of Time College of Holistic Studies. I had a vision that I would teach other things that I've done like reflexology, aromatherapy, massage, and, you know, uh, just things over and above just the aromatherapy program. And that never happened just because we just got immersed in the aromatherapy part of it. So that's why aromatherapy isn't in the name. Who knows that leaves the door open to doing other things. So yeah. Yes. Yes. Doing that. But yes. yeah. Just because you haven't done it yet. Doesn't mean you won't. No, no, the sky's the limit, really. So you mentioned 1996 is when you opened Essence of Time. Yes. But tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you ended up even doing aromatherapy. Because I was was talking with somebody just the other day and I said, you know, I don't think any of us are little girls or little boys walking around saying, oh, I'm going to be an aromatherapist someday, (laughs) you know? Yeah, when I grow up, <laughs> I'm going to be a reflexologist. I mean, it's just not in our vocabulary. Well, I know, I know. Maybe 40 years from now it will be, but you know, it was really interesting. I, my career was always in the financial industry and adult education. So I was in management at a, a bank that I had worked at for a long time, and uh, I was taking executive courses at the University of British Columbia. One day, this would have been probably in the late 80s, never heard of aromatherapy. Professor started talking about rosemary essential oil and how it enhanced memory. And I kind of perked up when he said that because I was an educator as well. So what is rosemary oil? And how would it enhance memory? So and there was no internet then. I was young, there was no TV. We listened to the radio. Anyway, I'm giving away my age, but But isn't it crazy? I mean, really? I know. There was no internet. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So I made it my mission. I first of all, I went to the library. I thought, well, if he knows about it, it must be out there. So at the library, they looked at me like I was crazy. We don't know anything about rosemary oil. And I wasn't using the word aromatherapy because he had not used the word aromatherapy. And I don't even think he knew really what it was all about. So anyway, then I started going to bookstores, still couldn't find anything. And then I realized it's probably more metaphysical. So I started going to metaphysical bookstores. And it was probably at one point, I kind of gave up and just half forgot about it. But if I would see a metaphysical bookstore, I would go in. So it was probably a year and a half later or so. I walked in, I was in a different part of town, I saw the store, I walked in and there was one book in there and it was The Art of Aromatherapy. So I bought it and I devoured it. But then I thought, well, what now? You know, what do I do with this now? I have no idea how this works. So it was shortly after that, that there was a mall, a large mall that was close to my office. And sometimes at lunchtime, I would go over there on my lunch break and I I smelled this place before I, I saw it, actually. It just smelled this wonderful smell. And as I got closer, there was a tiny, tiny little alcove of a store that said aromatherapy. And I thought, wow. I mean, that was, it was kind of weird because I just finished reading the book, you know, fairly recently. And now, and had spent all that time searching. And now it was just opening up to me. So that was probably in about 93. 
I went in there, there was just one person on staff and it really, the store could have fit three people and that was it. So I went in there and she was busy with a client and I, I kind of looked around and I picked up a bottle and I saw the price of it and I, I put it down. I thought, well, this is crazy, you know, $10 for a little bottle. And then a couple of weeks later, I went over again and I saw her her in there and there was no one in there. So I went in and talked to her. She was really interesting. She knew her stuff and she asked, you know, if I had any health issues. And I said, well, I get my migraine headaches all the time. And my doctor has told me I'm the only uncontrolled migraine headache sufferer that she has because everything would work for a while like magic and then they wouldn't work any anymore so she said well we've got you know something that can help with that and it it was a blend but it had peppermint in it I was quite skeptical but I thought what have I got to lose really and then when she explained that you know we don't use the whole bottle so you're not spending ten dollars at a time there's probably like a hundred drops in there and you only use one or two at a time, then I got the that they weren't really that expensive. So I took this home and I was getting a lot of migraines at that time because the, the job had become quite stressful. And I was also going through menopause at that time. Next time I got a migraine, which is probably within a day or so later, I used it and I was I was shocked that it worked. I really was not expecting anything and it continued to work. So then I was hooked. I was there almost at least weekly um, buying something in there, always buying Christmas presents and that sort of thing. And one day I walked in there and they had a little sign saying we're franchising. And at the same time, I had become disenchanted with my job that I had loved for many, many years, but things had changed just the environment, the whole financial institution environment had become really, really competitive. So I was already kind of one foot out the door there. I was just, I'm a firm believer if, you, if you're if you not happy at work, like you're just wishing your life away. If on Monday you're wishing it's Friday, why are you doing that? You're just wishing your life away. So, and I saw my dad do that and I swore I would never do it. So I was already one foot out the door and then I saw that and I went home and talked to my husband, knew nothing about aromatherapy. I mean, I knew that the headache blend worked and I bought some gifts, but I thought I'm, I'm going to buy my store. <laughs> so I did. And then realized I probably should get certified because I really don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and luckily I had somebody that was working for me in the store that was a certified aromatherapist. I, I stayed on for about seven years. I think after my five-year term as a franchisee was up, I told them I just want to go to year to year because I, I didn't want to commit to another five years. And it just got to the point where I decided it probably wasn't for me. So I um, I had two stores at that time, two franchise stores. And I, um, I walked away from them. Then I started wholesaling and I was really lonely. I, even though I'm somewhat of an introvert, I really miss the customer contact. So I found this lovely space in a village uh, near me that is it's the birthplace of British Columbia, the province that I'm in. Everything is over 100 years old in that village. It's all mainly antique stores, funky little coffee shops and restaurants. And I found this space that was like 4,500 square feet that I just decided I had to have. My husband helped me. We built three treatment rooms with reclaimed lumber. Each treatment room had a little electric fireplace in it. And we did holistic aromatherapy massage and reflexology and um, shiatsu. And I had quite a large staff that was uh, working in the spa part. And then the store was about 2,500 square feet. 
Then we had the three treatment rooms. And then at very back, I had my storage area for all of the product. And I had a lab that he had built me and my office back there. It was just heaven. And that's what I wanted. And it's still still around today. But I, it got to the point where I was I started being asked to teach aromatherapy. I was teaching aromatherapy at a local college. I was getting burnt out because I made most of the products. So I would teach during the day and then I would go to my store at night to the lab and I would make product and then, you know, the cycle would, would go on. And then weekends, I was always in the store. So I had to make a decision and I decided um, that I would sell the store. It was heartbreaking. It was, I actually went through grief. You know, I, I, I grieved for about six months. I really missed my customers. I missed the staff, but I'm happy that it's still around. Um, so then I started teaching more and I took over as the head of the program at the college and at the same time starting to write the aromatherapy certification program because that was always my dream. I, I love to teach and I love aromatherapy. And so that was kind of my two areas that I really enjoyed. So I've, I've done quite a bit of different things. And also when I had my store in the little village, I started um, buying in larger volumes as we got busier, and I was able to start wholesaling as a result as well. So I not only uh, retailed, but I wholesaled to others as well. So we really became kind of a, a niche market um, because I only sold well-crafted or organic essential oils. And at first it was a tough go because people would come in and say, well, aromatherapy store in another town you know, their oils are way cheaper than yours. And um, so it was a lot of educating, but a lot of schools came and asked me to make up kits for their students. And I got my, I eventually built this clientele of people that even didn't, there was also a, um, like um, bed and breakfast there. And there was a, a campsite there. And so people would come maybe once or twice a year and they would come in and they would stock up for, you know, <laughs> so I became this kind of niche market and it, and it was scary because at first I didn't know whether I was going to be able to make it just to have such a narrow criteria. And it, it ultimately worked because it set me apart. And, it, and the store was called True Aromatherapy Products because I'm the true in there. And so it was just called TAP. So everybody knew what TAP was. It was True Aromatherapy Products. Nice. And, uh, yeah, so, so that was fun. And I actually... Um, still there's still staff there that were there when I was there they're still working there today so it was a beautiful time it really was absolutely uh, I'm I'm I want to visit (laughs) welcome to Canada (laughs) well and I was just thinking that's a beautiful um story of niching down because you know as a business owner you know we want to reach the world with what we do we want to, we, yeah. ju- we just want to help everybody, but it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And we have to figure out who is it that we're really helping and then really dig in there, which you did. And that's yeah. beautiful. I don't yeah. think most people really understand that part of, of how beautiful it can be mm-hmm. to narrow down so far that you have this little corner of the world that's just yours. 
Yeah, it was great. And I think that's kind of our process with our students as well. I, I know, you know, a lot of people, and we, we have quite a few students um, as well like this, but they are looking at it for more for themselves. And uh, we are developing a course for people that, you know, really just want aromatherapy for their friends and family, but they also want to know some of the science behind it and how to use it safely and so on. We're, we're more targeting that they're really serious people who want to make this a career and that's scary too sometimes to make it more of a niche and so far it's worked so it's it's been successful so well and the people who are wanting what you offer yeah. you know, this is what I want to make this is what I want my life to be I want my yeah. life to be about this modality and helping people there are so many courses out there for people who just want to get a little bit of knowledge you know, I, I, and they'll find I, you, they will find you whether you spend yes. a million dollars on marketing or not. Yes. Yeah. And that's what we found. You know, when I looked at what we, our marketing budget was for last year and, and yet we were still successful. So imagine if we had a little bit of marketing. Even more successful. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So without sharing too much personal information, I love to hear client stories like what, and, and you're coming from a unique perspective having right. a school. So right. your client could be a student or your client could be someone that you've helped with aromatherapy. I love the client stories because it just puts a face to what we do. Yeah. So what's your favorite client story? Well, I actually have two, if you don't mind me sharing two. Okay. So both of them were when I had my store and the first one was, um, a lady came in she was a nurse and, um, she and her husband had been trying to get pregnant for about three or four years, and she'd gone through medical procedures. She tried different things, um, and nothing was really working. And she said, you know, is there any aromatherapy that can help with this? And um, I think I did uh, look into a couple of books. I can't even recall what they were now and, and got some ideas. And I honestly, I was fairly new at the time. I honestly really wasn't confident this was going to work, but I didn't think it would hurt. So I made her up this blend um, that she, both she and her husband should use. And um, it was like two months later, I was in a huge mall at the time. And I looked down my, the opening of my store was really big. And I looked at way down the hall and I saw out of this mass of people, I saw this face with this great big grin on it. And I just, I, I knew I knew her and I'm trying to place her. And as she's coming closer, I just got goosebumps because I knew what she was coming to tell me just from the look on her face. And I was the second person she told. Her husband was the first. And she came in person to tell me that. One of my staff overheard this and she came to me and she said, my sister's been trying to get pregnant for a couple of years. And it was just before Christmas. And she said, I'm going to make her that plan for Christmas. A couple of months later, her sister was pregnant. And that happened six times to me, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it was amazing. And the only person that I actually saw kind of in person that it worked for was that very first person, but all of them just excited me so much. So that's one story that tells how powerful aromatherapy can be. And my other story was uh, a regular customer of mine. Her husband would often come in with her. He was diagnosed with um, cancer and he was desperate for anything to help. So he asked if I could make a blend to stop smoking. And so I, I made a blend and his name was Simon and it's called Simon's Blend. And his wife is very aware that it's still called Simon's Blend. She's very proud of it. And he was able to stop smoking. 
Unfortunately, it was too late for him at that point, but he did stop smoking. And it was quite a while before he passed um, that he didn't smoke. And Simon's Blend has gone on to help other people as well and has seemed to be successful. So those were the stories that really hit my heart. I mean, there are others as well, but it just made it so worthwhile to be working uh, in that field. So, yeah. yeah. And what a legacy for Simon. It is. And I think that's why she's so happy that I've continued to call it Simon's Blend. It's It will always be Simon's Blend. So thank you. Thank you for letting um, me share. Uh, but it's the stories that make it make it real. It's the stories yeah. that reignite us in our passion as well. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I love the stories. Thank you. I've, I sometimes want to grab my little kindergarten mat and just, you know, <laughs> and the stories are cool. But, but, um, so who, uh, here's a good question. Who inspires you or what inspires you and why? There's so many people. We have so many amazing mentors in this in this um, just wonderful field. Um, you know, I think the person right now who really inspires me is Rihanna and Lewis. Mm. She is she is bringing the community together in a way that has never been done before. Uh, you know, and really trying to unite um, aromatherapists around the world, aromatherapy associations around the world. And have us come together as a common unit where we support one another. Even though we're different, we uh, do different things. She just has this ability through her journal, through her conferences, and now through ICANN. And I just commend her for all the work that she does. And I hope she realizes how well-respected she is in the field of aromatherapy. Because if I if I could say anybody right now is really elevated that would be the person I would have to pick and how and how blessed and lucky we were to hear from her at the AIA conference wasn't that amazing doing the dance I mean the way that That she beautiful everything in it was I was in tears I really was it was just so beautiful and so powerful and she speaks so eloquently she just it just the words just flow. I wish I could be the same. You know, they just flow and so easily. And um, she's amazing. Yeah, I could have given that exact same talk, and it would not have sounded like that. No, so, me either. You're right. She's <laughs> yeah. she's yeah. She's got yeah. a way about her for sure. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So as a, as a college, essence of time, we've already talked about the different programs that you offer. There's so many different schools. Right. Mm-hmm. I went to American yeah. College of Healthcare Sciences. I know there's the uh, Atlantic Institute. I mean, there's so many different schools. There is, yeah. Why are they coming to Essence of Time? Well, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people ask a lot of questions. You can tell they're kind of doing their due diligence before they register because, you know, all of courses are, you know, money out of their pocket. Um, they're an investment. I think one of the things that helps us as we get back to people right away and answer their questions. And it's usually either me or Kelly. And, you know, we have hundreds of students and we really try and be, you know, give that personal touch. So I think it's just, they feel, okay, if they're that connected to me, when I'm asking questions, I'm assuming that they'll be that connected to me as, as uh, instructors. The personal touch. I think designations, we've got uh, four associations that recognize us. We're the only school in the world right now that has four professional associations that recognize us. 
um, and soon to be a fifth. So people from different parts of the world are looking for, is there a designation for me in my country that I can use? Um, price, I mean, somebody was telling me in New Zealand that uh, a, a program that was similar to ours was $10,000 and it was beyond her her um, budget. And I can see that they would be because I know what goes behind the scenes and the costs for everything. And a lot of word of mouth, a lot of word of mouth will often have people that will say, well, so-and-so is taking your course and recommended it. We don't always know what's working or what isn't working unless we ask. Sometimes we do. May I ask how big is your team? I mean, I know you said that you and Kelly are the lead instructors and then you have other instructors that come in, but how big is your team? We have uh, 10, they're subcontractors. So we have uh, case study mentors. So they will mentor uh, students as they're doing their case studies. Yeah, So they can ask that person, they get lots of feedback on their case studies. Uh, we have a research mentor. We have two and a half people that are our tech team. Two and a half people. But one person, one person is also, <laughs> she works half time with tech because she's awesome with tech. It's not her favorite thing, but we put her in there because she's so good. It's just, um, it was just funny. The visualization. Yeah, yeah. We just cut her down. And <laughs> uh, we have one person that kind of answers, um, you know, social media questions. If we're not around, they'll answer social media questions. And we have one person who is sort of the, we have a program called Zendesk and it's um, all of the, a centralized area where all of the emails come in. And then she sort of is the person who delegates who that email should go to. Yeah. Oh, and we have uh, a social media person who does all of our social media posts. Um, So we've got a really good support team. We have team meetings every Tuesday, every other Tuesday morning just to get together so that the other team members get to know one another and feel like we're, we are a team uh, because they very much work independently uh, depending on what area they're working on. So that's sometimes the only time they really get an opportunity to meet and chat with one another. Sometimes we don't even have an agenda. We just, we just, uh, how was your weekend or how was your daughter's birthday party or whatever. And sometimes it's more business related, but it just, it creates that, that closeness because it's really hard online to keep that going and if your people aren't happy or feeling connected or valued then you know it's hard for them to want to stay I love the small team yeah when you hear the word college you think massive oh yes yeah it is and it is I mean we we did have our we do have our sort of experts that have done bits and parts of the program sure. um, but I wouldn't consider them part of our team because they did it and you know they did that part of it, and then it's done. So, yeah. So I'm going to ask a question that many aromatherapists have a very, very hard time answering. What is your favorite, just one, essential oil? Why? And then how can the people listening to the podcast experience that essential oil, purchase it or use it? Well, I, it is a hard question to answer. <laughs> I know. I will say eucalyptus. I have a respiratory condition and I, uh, every morning, this is one thing that people can use. Every morning I put a drop of eucalyptus on the floor of my shower. And as the steam kind of, I put it kind of in the corner of the shower so it doesn't run down the drain right away. And as the steam kind of hits it, I, um, it opens up my breathing passages in the morning. Mm. So I do that. And the other amazing thing is my whole upstairs smells of eucalyptus now because it's been permeated, you know, every day it's permeated through 
the upstairs area. And I use it, you know, if I'm having difficulty breathing through the day. Simple eucalyptus globulus is my my favorite oil. So what are you working on right now that's got you really excited? It could be personally or professionally. The master's program, the master's program. And it is so exciting. It's very research oriented. So it's really exciting. It's a little bit different than the approach has been, um, I think, with with certainly our correspondence program and um, probably other schools as well. That's really exciting because we get to experience all this research as well. So um, I'm loving that. And we're we're also developing some monographs for some really not commonly used essential oils, which is kind of exciting too. So I'm just, uh, we're very, very excited about this. And we're also excited about another program that we'll be launching shortly that was not written at all by us, but we've partnered up with two really, and I, I, I can't really say right now, but they are two amazing scientists in the aromatherapy community and it's an advanced science program. And you have to be an aromatherapist to be able to be eligible for that. So we're really pumped about that because that'll be, it's it's pretty much done. So um, yeah. Your, your educator is, is, is shining right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, it is my passion. Yes. You're very lit up. You're very <laughs> lit up right now talking about those things. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 you know, it's exciting to be doing new things. I'm, you know, I, I get bored easily if I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, in my career, I was always looking for, okay, what's the next step? What's the next step? And I've been able to do that. You know, I've gone from franchising to my own store to, you know, like I've just been able to take all these steps and I've loved every step, but yeah. it's just, I, I think I would have been bored if I stayed in just one, one place. So yeah. In your professional opinion, where do you anticipate aromatherapy going? Like if we're, if we're to look five or 10 years down the road, yeah, what do you see? I wish I knew because I think we're kind of on the cusp right now. I belong to the journal club, Joy Bowles Journal Club, and we actually kind of had this discussion. We met on Sunday. There's a real issue right now with not being able to back up the science with research. You know, there's things happening in Australia right now as a result of that. And I think if we can't really get into the research and be able to have evidence-based research, we're going to be in trouble. But I think on the other hand, if we can get this done, I think that aromatherapy will be mainstream, you know, in in 20 years or so. I, I, I And I honestly believe that's the way it's going to go. I think there's enough people that realize that this is important. And I think there's some wonderful researchers out there and some wonderful research coming out of so many different countries, countries that you would never expect to be producing the level of research that they are. And I think if we just can get more of that and get more evidence-based, I think we are going to, people will say, when I grow up, I want to be an aromatherapist. What is one aromatherapy concept or term that you think people uh, just don't understand or misunderstand? I know from new students, they're surprised that, wow, I was using way more than I should have. I should have been diluting that. Dilution, um, yes. Yeah, oh. Dilution. The whole safety aspect, I think a lot of people don't realize. They think, oh, it's natural, it's safe. And even that there are medications that are contraindicated with certain essential oils and, you know, how deep down it goes. I think that's probably what people don't know that they don't know. 
And it's fairly early on in our program, and we will often get comments, wow, I had no idea. Great. How can people find you if they want to um, just connect with you or they're interested in the college? The email to reach us at is support at essenceoftime.com. And uh, the college is at essenceoftime.com. And uh, we also have, um, I'm terrible with the Instagram and, and all of that because I don't do that part of it. Um, but, but you have someone who does. Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do it. Somebody else does it. We do Twitter. <laughs> we do Instagram. Uh, Facebook, of course. Facebook is essenceoftime.com. You know, if anybody has any questions at all, we would be happy to hear from them. We'd love to answer any questions they have. Kelly and I are on seven days a week right now. So. <laughs> which just amazes me because you're you're like you and it's you and Kelly and yet you show up and you answer questions I love 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 that so we're winding things down and I love to give the floor to my guest for the last little bit uh, for any words of inspiration I've had people read poems just anything that you would like to share as we close out well you know my favorite little quote. I love Leonard Cohen. Are you familiar with him? He is one of my favorite artists. And I actually have a big framed uh, photograph in my office here. And it's, there's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. And I love that because that's the only way that we can get better and better and better with whatever we're doing. Those We're, we're all going to have those cracks. We're all going to have our faults make mistakes and we learn from those mistakes because that's how the light gets in and makes us better. So I find that very motivational. It has nothing to do with aromatherapy, but it has something to do with everything in life. Any, any, anything that we want to do in life, you know, really. But it does have to do with aromatherapy because the way that uh, the chemical constituents interact with our body, there's a crack somewhere. Yes. Yes. To get in. Perfect. Yes. It does have to do with it. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> I made many mistakes along the way. Um, you know, uh, I have so many funny stories and I share them with our students because it, it was and as a new aromatherapist, some of the things that I did, I'm just horrified now, but I learned from that. And if you don't make mistakes, you don't learn. It's good to make mistakes because you will learn. So, well, and then the reason that we come to a school like yours and invest in ourselves yeah. is so that we can benefit from your knowledge. So yes, thank you for making mistakes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Thank you. My pleasure. And I will continue to do so. I promise. <laughs> oh, well, Colleen, oh my word. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. I've, you know, we, we see each other in AIA meetings, but this is yes. the first time that we've actually talked. What a joy to hear from you today. Thank you so much. Well, Melissa, thank you for what you do, because this is amazing to be able to reach out to people like this. And I'm so grateful that you um, asked me to do this podcast tonight and let me share my story. And I hope it inspires people, you know, yeah, and yeah. Uh, um, keep doing what you're doing, because this is amazing. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Colleen shared that early in her journey, she was introduced to aromatherapy while taking some executive courses when her professor shared that rosemary essential oil could enhance memory. She spent the next year and a half visiting bookshops and libraries to try and find out what rosemary essential oil was all about. 
Shortly after she devoured her first aromatherapy book, she said it was as if aromatherapy was just opening up to her. And I wanted to share with you that that experience comes from a special part of our brain called the reticular activating system, known as the RAS. This is the part of our brain that acts as a sensory gate for us. Have you ever wanted a specific car or a specific outfit or a specific color of hair? Purple, maybe? You read all about it, you look at pictures, and then all of a sudden, it seems, you're seeing that item everywhere. That is your RAS in action. It's kind of like the cookies on your search engine. Those cookies are stored so that the next time you boot up that website, it loads quicker. Colleen's RAS was primed for aromatherapy, and that is so cool. Had she not been looking, found that book, and followed her nose at the mall that fateful day, her path would have been very different. I'm so glad that you chose to join me today for this episode of Aromatic Chat. You'll be helping out the podcast by hopping over to Apple Podcasts and leaving a review. Reviews make it possible for me to continue hosting these amazing guests, and it boosts the podcast in the ratings, making it so that more people can find the podcast and hear from phenomenal aromatherapists. Be sure to subscribe to Aromatic Chat on your favorite podcast platform and share it with your friends and family. Aromatic Chat is produced by Lemon Balm Coaching, life coaching for women who feel like they're being buried alive by their lives. You can find me and connect with me, your holistic life coach and registered aromatherapist on the web at Lemon Balm Coaching. I will see you next time with our next episode. Until then, peace, love, and aromatics.